Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome back. You need to shut your eyes right now. If you are not sitting down or lying in a comfy position, you're literally wasting my time. Uh, deep breath in through your trills and out through your mouth box. Alright, let's do some imagery. It's a Saturday morning. You had a long freaking week. You didn't get any sleep the night before. Boom, leaf blower. Oh no, the basement flooded. It's a nice winter evening. You decide to take a walk. Thought it would go well. Not tonight. You slip on the ice and break your freaking arm. Your guests are five minutes away and your lasagna is overcooked. You're on a road trip. You look to your left. Beautiful landscape. You look to your right. Six car pileup. Now it's seven. Absolute chaos. <laughs> Morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 29th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, well, there he is, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. What's up, J.D.? What's up? Yeah, no Tassie, no Trey, they are wrapping up their holiday break uh, it feels back. i think uh trey's actually just starting his christmas he's had doing christmas this morning with his kids you are that. right you're right he traveled to illinois had a lot of family and friends to see there and yeah. then did say this morning just here back in atlanta doing christmas all over again yeah incredible crazy i hope he celebrates armenian christmas <laughs> He may as well. Come early January. So it's just me here with JD. How was the uh, Christmas break? That was great. Yeah? Very relaxing. Uh, did a couple of uh, is this good things, but other than that, very chill. Very, very chill. chill. Good. Same here. Yeah. Um, crappy weather here in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I was starting to go stir crazy there yeah. after a couple days of rain, but it's all good. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Share the show with a friend as we crawl our way to 100,000 subs. Uh, podcast listeners, drop your boys a five-star rating and review. You know TK will do a five-star Friday fun yeah. on a drop podcast in 2024, probably early in the year. So get your reviews in. Yeah. Help us out. Um, <laughs> shout out to the bosses. <laughs> shout out to the bosses. Yes, yes, yes. And shout out to uh, my, my sweater here for everybody joining us on YouTube. I got a MJ dunking on Santa. Got this for Christmas from my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish. Just three fun things, fun facts about this. Yeah. First off, I got the IOU Christmas gift from him. Oh, okay. He ordered it quite late, yeah. I believe, and uh, wasn't here in time for, I guess I saw him on Christmas Eve, him and his family. So he, he did the old print out the photo of it <laughs> and gave it to me. And Nora, that's the second part. He gave Nora one of these. Oh. Okay. I'm sure she was thrilled. <laughs> a little weird. Maybe you got a two-for-one deal. We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, and then third part, 100% polyester. Oh. I am sweating my balls off right now in this thing. It does not breathe. 
<laughs> Only yeah. the finest qualities from yeah. my buddy Gretchen. Probably highly flammable as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank God we don't have the probes <laughs> candle out here. <laughs> Holy moly. But thanks to uh, Grisha. That's, uh I was like, I got to rock it now. I mean, yeah. otherwise you're not going to see this until next year next christmas break or around the holidays but anyway um on today's show we are going to do a little 2023 nba year in review all right i'm going to be looking at best performance uh biggest surprise my favorite quotes and a whole lot more but 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 it's been a few days since our last no dunks pod we did the uh, post christmas day recap pod so i thought you know i figured really some of you out there Maybe you haven't been keeping up on the NBA this week because you're traveling or you're with family or you're watching dumb Christmas movies, whatever the case. So what we're going to do here is we're going to try and do a sort of rapid-fire recap of the NBA week that was. And you see it here on YouTube. My man JD's got a clock and everything. That's right. You don't want this to be long, eh, JD? No. Okay. It's just the two of us. Let's get out of here. Okay. Let's wrap it up. I'm going to try and do this in five minutes so you can start the clock whenever you want. And, and then, <laughs> oh, hold on, let's start yeah, no. the clock. Right. And here we go okay. now. Okay, we got to begin with the wedgies. We've had seven wedgies in the last week of hoops. Wow. And it was like Noah's Ark. These things were coming in pairs. <laughs> we had two in the Clippers-Thunder game. Then we had two in the Jazz-Raptors game from Siakam and then Chris Dunn. And then we had two in the Magic-Wizards game from Cole Anthony and Goga on a very weird tip sort of rebound here. And then last night, to get us to 7 and 21 on the season, it was Moses Moody sticking the uh, deep three-point wedgie there. So, oh my goodness. I mean, we go away for a little bit. Seven wedgies, we're up to 21, and the pace has ticked up there at WedgieTrack. 57. My I can't God. believe it. Yes. All right, speaking of uh, great streaks, you got to hug a Pistons fan today. Oh, my God. Um, as Enjoy Basketball wrote in their newsletter this morning, it turns out we didn't need the in-season tournament for excitement purposes at all. You just need a historic losing streak to make a regular season game feel like Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Last night, the Pistons fell to the Celtics 128-122 in overtime after leading by 19 points at the half. The franchise is now tied for the longest losing streak in NBA history over two seasons. I mean, it's one season for Detroit, but it's at 28. They've lost 28 straight games. Heartbreaking fashion, this one. There was a a really tough goaltending call on Cade Cunningham, on Tatum. Uh, Man, it was so close. Did it hit the glass and then he blocked it, or did he block it to hit the glass? The ruling stood. That was big. They did score then to get in overtime, but Bogdanovich... And Alec Burks. I mean, they had some wide-open looks at threes. I think if one of those guys hits one of those late, they win this game, they snap the streak. But it's at 28 now. You had Network tweeting I saw last night. Uh, this streak has Cade Cunningham looking like Obama after his second term. Bro is 22 going on 48. Uh, you got to feel for him. But don't worry. Detroit faces the Raptors at home on Saturday to try and snap and avoid loss number 29 in a row. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Shams reported this week that the Pistons have their eye on a forward in free agency, too. Speaking of the Raptors, uh, Siakam, OG Ananobi, Miles Bridges, boo, uh, and Tobias Harris, former Piston himself. Those are some names to watch as the market develops. Okay, keep it going here. Oh, my God, two and a half minutes. You're halfway uh, we had through. too many wedgies. Uh, we had some uh, historic box scores on Thursday night. 
Tyrese Halliburton scored 21 points. He had a career-high 20 assists without a turnover to lead Indiana to the win over the Bulls. Halliburton, just the second player in NBA history with 20 points and 20 assists without a turnover. Chris Paul, the point god himself, did it in 2016. We also had Jokic with the perfect, basically a perfect game. I know he had some turnovers, but he had 26 points, 14 boards, 10 assists, as the Nuggets posted their highest point total of the season in a 142-105 win over the very shorthanded Grizzlies. Jokic, 11 for 11 from the field. He hit his only three-pointer. He was 3 of 3 at the line. Nothing disgusting about that, Steve Kerr. And it was Jokic's third career triple-double on 100% field goal percentage. Only uh, Wilt Chamberlain has those type of games, or as many of those perfect triple-double games. Uh, earlier in the week, the Thunder defeated the Wolves and the Knicks in back-to-back games. They're 20-9. and They got the NBA pundits wondering, is this team old enough to truly contend? They're third in net rating, sixth in offensive rating, and sixth in defensive rating. You know, they got a superstar in SGA. They got other guys that look like they're going to be superstars in J-Dub and Chet Holmgren. A bunch of other, uh, you know, players on that roster that contribute to winning basketball. But they are babies. They're young. Top nine guys getting minutes have an average age of 22 and a half years. I saw that Zach Harper uh, in his newsletter, The Bounce, go subscribe, since the 05-06 season, the youngest average age of an NBA champion is 26.1 years old. That was the 08-09 Lakers. So the point being here, I mean, the Thunder, they look amazing, but are they just too young to go all the way? Probably, but, you know, they're going to be a tough out and they might win a playoff series or two. What else? The Cavs keep winning despite injuries to their All-Stars. Miami has won four straight to take over the number four seed in the East. Uh, Jimmy Butler hasn't played in any of those four wins. That's how good they are. KD is slash was frustrated with the Suns, but then he uh, shined with a 27-point triple-double in a win over the Rockets earlier this week. We had John Morant uh, upsetting people on Twitter. He was celebrating a win in New Orleans by doing a dance from New Orleans. People <laughs> thought, hey, he's shooting guns. He might be shooting a bazooka. The nerve of this guy. No, he was doing a dance. The Nuggets' Aaron Gordon, oh, as I run out of time here, he's out indefinitely after a dog. Bit him in the face and the hand. Oh, what a way to end there, yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, I was almost there, J.D. Um, almost. Yeah, and this is bad news, really, for NBA fans. Sports Media Watch, their headline, NBA Christmas viewership sacked by NFL. Mm. Yeah, the five-game NBA Christmas Day schedule averaged a 1.3 rating and 2.85 million viewers on the ESPN family and networks, down 23% in ratings and 30% in viewership from last year. And it's the league's least watched Christmas Day slate on record. Big part of this is uh, three NFL games averaged. (laughs) (laughs) And inflated numbers. Averaged north of 27 million. Yeah. Man. Now, some of those were good games. I mean, I'm not following the NFL all that closely. I know they were better games this year than the year prior. And everybody's wondering, well, Christmas is on Wednesday Mm. in 2024. The, The NFL they won't dare play on a Wednesday, will they, GD? Oh, well, yes, they will. They probably will. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? would they? be fools not to. I know. Yeah, and there's a, there's a big article, I guess it was Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, yeah. saying like the Nielsen ratings and the way they've changed their calculation on people watching together and how mm-hmm. it's like such an incentive now that the way they count it, like people watching at other people's homes and bars and stuff like that, that you want these big, you know... Um, holidays where a bunch of people are all watching in theory together to juice the numbers. So yeah, of course they're going to have a yeah. a game two or three on uh, on Christmas. I think they will. It'd be uh, silly not to. Yeah. It's a, a absolute no-brainer. 
and uh, uh, you know, the the numbers are inflated, sort of, right? Sure. But that's supposed to help everybody. So any way you look at it, the NBA got their ass handed to them, which is expected. You know? Yeah, I guess the one thing is, I think I read like these a lot of the games on Christmas Day for the NBA were some of the most viewed games of the season yeah. so far. I think they eclipsed that um, the Lakers Pacers in season tournament final, right. so that's good. But yeah, I, I mean, I did the podcast on it. I thought they were fairly entertaining, but I mean, look, people in this country just <laughs> <laughs> they, love they like football, football more. They love football. It's... It doesn't matter who the teams are, even. Yeah, and they were pretty good games. Uh, so there it is. The only other note: Anthony Edwards, forty-four points last night. Nice, nice uh, showing from him here as the Wolves sort of uh, bounce back after a loss and they stay atop the Western Conference things. Not, not bad. I mean, it took like, what, six minutes in total? Yeah. A little recap there? Yeah. Whew. We were going to make the clock seven minutes. I know. Which probably would have been perfect. I would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Yeah. But then, but you know what? Then I would have just elaborated more on <laughs> some right. of those. And I know people are upset. I'm sure I missed some things. So let me know in the stream team or tweet at me <laughs> at no dunk sync. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I know we're uh, pretty early into the pod here, a little earlier than normal. We're going to take a break. I'll pound this coffee. And when we come back, we'll do a 2023 NBA year in review. Don't go anywhere. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Solo dolo, though I see TK in the chat, in the stream team. Now I see it. I couldn't do it while I was hosting the damn show and actually <laughs> reading the comments. I forgot to mention Andre Drummond with the big beef. Uh, huge 25 rebound game to go with 24 points uh, against the Hawks with TK in attendance. I'm pretty sure Trey oh, was wow. at that game, if I have that right, on the 26th there in Chicago. So big beef from Drummond. That's a that's a huge beef, if <laughs> we're being honest. Yeah. Did you have beef over the holidays? Actually, I did. Lincoln <laughs> made a prime rib Woo! for Christmas well, dinner. That's a prime rib beef right there. <laughs> That was your Christmas dinner. Yeah, prime rib. Nice. Ooh, so good. Yeah, we so actually, good. we had beef as well, now yeah. I think about it, over at Dave's house. Nice. At Grisham's house. What, yeah. what are you talking, steaks? Steaks, yeah. yeah. Some, uh, you know, some, um, well, there was a lot of stuff. There was a yeah. lot of options, but that was the main course. So he just did like a mixed grill kind of thing? <laughs> he? <Yeah. laughs> oh, he didn't do shit. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Caroline and oh. his mother-in-law did everything. Right, right. He sat there, hey, he made a great drink. Well, he was a good host. Otherwise, what was the drink? I mean, he was. Uh, I guess there was the. He was. He's really leaning into the Christmas uh, old fashioned. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so, I get him in now because I hear it's the the twenty twenty four is the year of the martini. Well, yes, that's uh, that's a lot of the gifts I got. Nora got her a book about martinis. Okay. Got her new martini glasses. <laughs> oh, nice. Some uh, some gorgeous glassware. Yes, my wife is convinced. Twenty twenty four is the year of the martini. I'm in. Yeah, why not? 
Why not? Sorry, Switch kid. it up. Okay, so uh, Drummond with a huge, huge performance there with TK in attendance, probably yelling big beef when he got to that, <laughs> that 20th board, I'm sure. Okay, so point of this podcast, actually, though, is uh, a little 2023 NBA year in review. I've got sort of some questions. I'll throw them at you guys, and then I'll give my honorable mentions, make my picks. There'll be a lot of meat left on the bone to go back to the beef, <laughs> but it is what it is. It's a long year. Um, so the first question here, best performance in the NBA from 2023. Uh, you know, on one hand, and I had forgotten this, we had two guys in the calendar year score 71 points in a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Within the first two months of 2023, two undersized guards scored 71 points. On January 2nd, Donovan Mitchell set a Cleveland record with 71 points, the most by an NBA player in 17 years as the Cavs rallied from 21 down to beat the Bulls, 145-134 in overtime. He scored 13 points in the uh, extra session there after he forced overtime by grabbing his own intentionally missed free throw, and he made that circus shot. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, with like three Weirdly. seconds to go. Yeah, I know. I'd like, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was in the same game. Uh, so he became the seventh player, Mitchell did, in the 70-point club. And then later in February... When he was on a heater, like I think he had a 50-point game, then he had a 60-point game, Damian Lillard became the eighth player in NBA history to top 70 points in a single game when he dropped 71 in a 131-114 victory over the Rockets. Dame hit 13 three-pointers. He made a combined 420 feet worth of shots in that game. (laughs) When you add it all up, he came just one shy of Clay Thompson's NBA record of 14 three-pointers made in the game, but yeah, we had... Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard with 71 points in games uh, this season. But it was a regular season game. So if we look at the playoffs where the, you know, the, the lights are brighter and the stakes are larger. <laughs> stakes. <laughs> Freaking hungry. Uh, I think you have sort of four that jump out to me. Jimmy Butler's 56-point masterpiece in game four of the first round series versus the Bucks, a series that they would go on to win. Steph Curry's 50-burger versus the Warriors in game seven of that first round series versus the Kings. Jason Tatum, I had forgotten this one. He went for 51-13-5 in game seven of the East Semis versus the Sixers. So all three of those, you could say, those are all incredible. But, 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 the finals. Jokic, 32 points. 21 rebounds, 10 assists in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Not only the first 30-20-10 triple-double in Finals history, but also a really big performance as the Nuggets rebounded from their only loss in the series. I mean, the series was 1-1 at that point, and he goes for that in Game 3. Tough not to give him uh, best performance, considering it's a tied series in the NBA finals at that point where they'd go on to obviously wax them, but that's just, that's unreal. Jokic averaged 30, 14 and seven in the five game series, one finals MVP. Uh, My only other final note, Jokic's three highest scoring games of the playoffs all came in losses. 53 in a loss to Phoenix, 43 in the only loss to the Wolves and 41 in the only loss to the Miami heat in Mm. the finals. Weird. That his three highest scoring games were all in losses, but man, I'll give it to Jokic, 32, 21, and 10. When he's on fire, the uh, the rest of the team just takes the night off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But and we've always talked about it. it's like the best way to beat the Nuggets is to like try and make him a scorer. Mm-hmm. Like it's the old you know Steve Nash type of thinking. Like he wants to pass, he doesn't want to shoot that many times. Uh, 
One little final note to uh, Mac McClung, who I don't think he saved the dunk contest, resuscitated it maybe a little bit, you know, kept it alive for a little bit longer. He plugged in the life support yeah, system. Yeah, they were clear. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> They're about to call it, but here comes McClung. Yeah. He's like, comes- hey, guys, have you tried the life support thing? <laughs> Let's plug that in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was awesome. We had had some stinker dunk contests, and then this basically G-leaguer guy that, you know, looks like he could be your neighbor comes in and was amazing. I mean, I, I watched the whole thing again, all his dunks. He jumped over two dudes. Like, remember, there was one guy on top of the other guy's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Jumped over them easily, grabbed the ball, tapped it off the backboard, and sort of reversed it. He threw down sort of a double clutch 360. So he spun twice and sort of did like a double pump. He finished a, a double pump handoff slam while leaping over a guy. <laughs> and then he wrapped it up with, uh, I guess, what we're calling the 540. Right. Um, yeah. Which uh, I will say in watching this again, let's not have <laughs> Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller calling the dunk contest at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was atrocious. <laughs> one of them, fine, pick one. Like, yeah. it, but both of them, oh, <laughs> it does not help the dunk contest. I'll tell you that. But anyway, Mac McClung with a with a great performance. There. Wh- oh, wouldn't oh, Harland or someone be better? Like a professional. Caller. Well, they ha- that's there as well. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's it's Reggie doing his hyped up Reggie thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's Kenny doing, Kenny, Draymond Green was on the call too. Right. Oh, and, I forgot. And yeah. Kenny's, you know, Kenny's, Kenny within the, the contest like goes from like, he basically goes from like, I don't know about this kid. To like this kid should be in the NBA just for his dunk contest. Right. It's like it's like <laughs> it was a lot. Okay, next one here. Uh, ultimately, I was going Jokic there for best performance. Game three of the finals. Uh, biggest surprise: a few nominees. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves for the quick turnaround here. Last season they finished forty-two and and forty. They snuck in the back door of the play-in. They lost in the first round to the Nuggets, who would go on to win the championship. You know, by all accounts, they played them really well too. But there were major concerns coming into this season about whose team this was. Is it Ants or Cats? Whether you could successfully pull off sort of this Twin Towers uh, offense with Gobert and Cat. Whether Chris Finch was a bloody good coach. Uh, whether he was the right coach. And they've sort of answered all those questions. You know, they are atop the Western Conference right now. They boast the number one defense. They made some, like, good calculated sort of trades, uh, you know, especially getting rid of D'Angelo Russell being one and Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker coming in there. So the Wolves turnaround nominee, the in-season tournament, biggest surprise, not to us here at No Dunks. We were talking it up. We were like, what's there to lose with this? These are regular season games. Give it a go. What's the worst could that happen? They're just regular season games (laughs) that we're watching anyway. But to a lot of people, a lot of haters, a lot of doubters, this was a huge success the in-season tournament and surprised a lot of people how how much they got into it how even though nobody could really figure it out half the time once you could <laughs> and once they got to the knockout stage and like the players taking it seriously and like all the quotes from these guys everybody just hey oh my god i don't care how rich you are everybody wants more money right uh that incentive so that was a nice surprise um but i'm gonna go with the miami heats finals run as the biggest surprise Improbable doesn't really do it justice. I mean, this team, they lost to the freaking Atlanta Hawks in the first play-in game. And they needed a 15-to-1 run to beat the Chicago Bulls just to make the playoffs. 
it's nuts that then they would go on as the first eight seed to make the finals since the Knicks in 99. First team to come out of the play-in tournament to go on a deep run. You know, they beat the Bucks in five. They beat the Knicks in six. They beat the Celtics in seven. And then they run into the juggernaut that is uh, Jokic and the Nuggets. But what a run. I mean, just especially early on. And it was cool, like, I mean, it was Jimmy Butler in that first series versus the Bucks, And then it was like you had... You had the Martin series, and you had Duncan Robinson moments, and like all this, uh, everybody contributing. Max Struess, um, that was pretty surprising. <laughs> I don't think when they lost to the Hawks, people had a lot of faith that the Miami Heat were were going to go run, even no. though we had seen them do it sort of in the bubble before. Shock people at least. I mean, it was crazy that they beat the the Bucks, right? I mean, it was crazy. Like, I mean, the Giannis injury came into play, but. What Jimmy did against a very talented Milwaukee team with one of the best perimeter defenders in the league on him and Drew Holiday, and he cooked him. Like, yeah. I mean, that 56, like I said, one of the best performances, that 56-point game in game four was oh, just awesome. Uh, only one other sort of nominee here as a surprise. Dylan Brooks receiving MVP chance <laughs> as he led Canada to their first ever World Cup medal. <laughs> Against the States. Dylan Brooks scored 39 points in the bronze medal game <laughs> to prevent Team USA from getting the bronze. He went 12 of 18, 7 of 8 from deep, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. This guy was like the brunt of jokes on social media. On this uh, show. Like, oh, yeah. The most punchable face we, oh, we I mean, call him. He still him. has I mean, the most still, punchable face, but right. respect to him. Um, and it was like he went from – he was getting booed in – in the FIBA World Cup, like yeah. whether they were in Indonesia and, or the Philippines, to like getting cheered an MVP chance in that in that bronze medal game, and he got the last laugh. I mean, people were wondering legitimately after the whole leaving Memphis, and he was sort of the scapegoat, and he was the blame of everything, and he poked the bear with LeBron and all that stuff. Uh, is he going to have to go play in China? Like, is he out <laughs> of the league? Okay, I mean, not only did he help Canada make the Olympics. He got a four-year, $86 million contract yeah. from the Rockets. He's doing quite well, so so good for Dylan. There. But surprising that he got MVP chance. Yeah, very surprising. <laughs> I doubt you had that uh, you know, on the bingo card. <laughs> okay, best trade from 2023 in the NBA. A lot of guys were traded. A lot of big names. Uh, in February, Kyrie Irving was traded to the Mavericks, and then three days later, uh, Kevin Durant was traded to the Suns. That happened in this calendar yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, I love the two moves the Celtics made, those trades uh, in June, getting Chris Tapps Porzingis for essentially Marcus Smart. And then on October 1st, they acquired Drew Holiday for Time Lord, Brogdon, and Picks. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, so those are working out for them. But probably the best trade, I mean, I guess we'll see. Do the Celtics go to the finals or do the Bucks do it? Damian Lillard being traded to Milwaukee is like the biggest surprise slash best trade because nobody had him going to Milwaukee. No. For months, for months, it was him going to the Miami Heat, and it was just a matter of when, not if. I mean, I got that one wrong. I was definitely convinced that Joe Cronin and the Blazers would eventually trade him there. But no, out of nowhere, he goes to Milwaukee, and it's working out quite well. I mean, they, they, they are obviously amongst the best teams in the league. They are getting better and better, it feels like, every game. I think it's not going to be long till they have the number one offense, uh, I guess of all time, probably. So... I'll go Lillard going to Milwaukee in that three-team deal just because of the shock value of it. Yeah. Um, he also, Lillard's 32.2 points per game is the most by a player to change teams the following season. So he was a, he's a superstar still, uh, and he got traded. That's big, big stuff there. But 
I already talked about uh, a sneaky good deal. Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker in that three-team v- deal for Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, and uh, D'Angelo Russell. That's a, that was the trade that I think Westbrook was involved in, too, with the Jazz, which is really weird to think about. Um, let's move on to least favorite storyline. Holy moly. <laughs> uh, well, it's mainly all off-court shit. Um I mean, Miles Bridges still playing pro ball despite domestic violence charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically just refuse to talk about him here on the show, so there's <laughs> that. Uh, that's a that's a least favorite storyline. Draymond Green, a lot of people would pick. I mean, I, I proposed this one on Twitter, this cue, and there was a lot of, like, just Draymond Green. I mean, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> For content, I love yeah. it. Because he's doing dumb things. At least it's generally on-the-court things. Yeah. Um, Zion Williamson, though, all his off-court issues that people, uh, a lot of that was sort of during the summer and the lead-up to the season, though I know he just got a tattoo. Did you see his tattoo, JD? I did not. Giant chest tattoo. Okay. That people are saying is maybe not straight. Yeah. What is it? What's the <laughs> uh, tattoo It's like of? a giant cross, but I think there's a lion in it. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it. Okay. Like, you know, it's intricate, but uh, right. I just saw somebody say, look, look, at his, look at his nipples. It's not even. <laughs> it's like really big. Uh, so uh, could, maybe he's planning on building up one of yeah, one of his pecs. One of his or pecs. That's yeah. true. But I think I'll just go with least favorite storyline, just because it was so long. The events and the incidents incidents leading up to John Morant's yeah. uh, multiple suspensions. Like this was like five months of stuff. I yes. mean, this was almost half the year. I mean, I could go through it all, but I'm now looking at my notes. Like, yeah, do you tough. really want me to? But it started in January when we learned. Like, a lot of it was us learning of altercations that happened in the year prior. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one with this, you know, then 17-year-old kid, the pickup basketball, which at the time there was no charges filed. But I think, you know, now we have a, obviously a, a trial case going on. I don't know where we where we stand on that one. Um and then we had the whole uh, incident with his his buddy at the Pacers game, and there was like this laser, laser exactly yeah. the aggressive approaching of the Pacers. Uh, there was that. Then there was other stories about a running at the mall, and then of course we got to the Instagram videos. That was what really set this off in early March. Uh, he's at the Denver area nightclub after the game against the Nuggets. Hours later, the Grizzlies announced that John Morant was taking time away from the team. The NBA opened an investigation. Uh, about a week and a half later, the NBA announced that he was suspended eight games for conduct detrimental to the league. He met with Commissioner Adam Silver and others in the league office. And then after that meeting, you know, there was a strong belief, okay, that was stupid. Dumb mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got eight games for it, um, which really, when you think about it, played a Huge part in him losing out on $39 million because, you know, he, he, he missed a chunk of the season, couldn't make All-NBA, so there's that. Really cost himself a lot of money there. And then we think, okay, maybe it's done. Uh, but then on May 14th, a second video surfaces of John Morant brandishing a gun. I think that was on his friend uh, Pac's account. And the, the Grizzlies immediately suspend John Morant from team activities. The NBA announced it's going to review the incident. He apologized, but then not long after, the NBA suspends him for 25 games, and that's where we missed him at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about all of this is obviously we see him playing again now. Great. And you're like, oh, man, <laughs> we didn't get 25 games of that. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like a, just, a, just like a walking highlight reel um, and obviously helps the Grizzlies win games. So 
I guess I'll go with that just because the length of it and so much talking about it. I agree. Yeah. I got tired of it here yeah. on the show standing here. Yeah. And it was a real big when the second one came around. Yeah. I was like, just, oh, God. No, here we go again. no, no, no. Uh, so I'll go with that for my least favorite storyline. But let's hear from you out there. Uh, best milestone. This one was pretty easy. Um, February 7th, 2023. LeBron James surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the uh, NBA career scoring record. LeBron sank a 16-foot fadeaway jumper over Kenrich Williams. You're going to want to remember these names when it comes to trivia 20 years from now. Uh, (laughs) Let's not forget Thomas Bryant posting up. Give me the ball, LeBron, I'm open. Got my man sealed here. Great photo. But yeah, LeBron hits that jumper near the end of the third quarter uh, in L.A., gives him the necessary 36 points within that game to jump captain Captain uh, Kareem there. 38,388 for his career. Brian Phillips, I saw right yesterday for The Ringer, um, who are doing a lot of like your year in review and the favorite moments from the year and all that. He wrote, and it really like summed up how I felt about it, I think, at the time. And now looking back at it, Brian Phillips again, quote, the moment is a little anticlimactic. And that only when you think about the accomplishment in the context of LeBron's whole career does it start to give you goosebumps. Because once you do that, you realize that the lack of any real drama or suspense is the most astonishing thing about it. LeBron has been playing the game of basketball so well for so long that he made breaking the ultimate scoring mark feel kind of (laughs) mid. End quote. Again, Brian Phillips. Totally how I felt. And I think a lot of us felt. Like, it was cool. But it was like, like he just became the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yeah. And it was like, eh, okay. It's just like, I, and it just speaks to like how well and how talented and how great he's been for 20 years running here. We also knew it was going to happen like Year, years uh, ago, in right? In a couple years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he, he's showing no signs of stopping. Like, That's it. Yeah, it's, now it's like, how high can he go? You know, he's going to be playing with his son. I know. I know. Um, I went and rewatched it and, uh, kudos to Brian Anderson on the call. I thought he nailed the call. I don't know if this was talked about at the time. He it was again near the end of the third quarter. Brian Anderson coming to the end of the third, coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James, a shot at history. And there it is. LeBron stands alone. The NBA's all time scoring record now belongs to LeBron James. I just thought he nailed it. Yeah. Well done by Brian Anderson. Uh, but Kareem's near 39 year run as the NBA's all-time leading scorer ended with that shot. And that was by far the longest anyone has held that particular record. Uh, More than double the 18 years that Wilt Chamberlain sat atop the all-time scoring list from 66 through 84, and that's when Kareem, um, you know, took it over there. So just just crazy. Incredible. But worth going to to see again. And then, you know, I, I guess a part of it too, and I think Brian Phillips did write about this too, it's like, it's LeBron James. Like, every movie does is so calculated. So it's right. like, you know, the game stops, and it was cool. Kareem was there. Yeah. Uh, especially now, considering his uh, health scare. Um, so that, that that good timing, obviously, that he was there and got the photos and all that. But then he got the kids all out there, and he just, like, said his classic LeBron things that he's yeah. had to have said a million times because <laughs> he's, you know, always accomplishing all these things. But... Have to give that best milestone. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Even that, like, it feels, I don't know, every, it's a good point about LeBron. Everything feels a little contrived. Like, he's so well, he's so media savvy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. But 
You will. I mean, this could like who knows this with the way scoring goes nowadays. I mean, maybe somebody surpasses them, but you you said it there. It's wild that at that point, at this point in his career, that he's still like people are like, oh, is he, he top ten? Is he top five? I mean, man, if, if it breaks right from them, he could win another title. It's yeah. like as as the lead guy, or at least you know close to it with AD. That's just insane. I mean, we do take it for granted. I know we always say that. And scoring isn't even his strongest <laughs> skill, JD. He's a pass-first guy. Isn't that wild? Wow. It's crazy. Uh, all right. Final one here in, in <laughs> recapping the year, year in review. Best quote. I got four favorites. Okay. Okay. Uh, first one from way back in January. When reporter Scoop B asked Nets guard Cam Thomas, why don't you smile more? Cam Thomas said, ain't shit funny. <laughs> and then he trademarked it not too long after. Ain't shit funny to Cam Thomas. That's why he's not smiling. And he's taking it serious. Uh, love that one. And then we've had a lot of uh, some recent ones, and then I'll go back to my favorite. But in November, we've had a couple, so not long ago. James Harden with a great, I'm not a system player, I'm a system. This is a baller line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's uh, – I mean – He's now – it didn't start well there with the Clippers, but they've got it going now, and he's playing good. And then uh, I love when you pair it with the photo of Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, it was off after a loss, even though the Pacers have had a great year. On November 30th, Tyrese Halliburton said, I'm tired of being a loser. Oh. And uh, <laughs> just a funny line. And again, the graphic that people always do for these uh, just looks great. And he even recognized, like, oh, well, that's going to be – I'm going to be memed forever with <laughs> yeah. that one. But I think my quote of the year goes to Jokic. Back to the Joker. Mm-hmm. After he wraps up uh, a Game 5 victory, they win the NBA Finals. He's on top of the world. You know, he's asked about it. And he drops, quote, the job is done. We can go home now. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> I say that every day. Yes, I know. <laughs> And, and that is like what most people at their nine to five job feel like. Yeah. The job is done. We can go home now. But this, and this guy looks at, he honestly, it feels like he looks at playing professional basketball as just you and I making a podcast, mm-hmm. Joe Schmo, you know, making something in the factory, somebody working at their desk, crunching numbers. Yeah. Hopefully he feels some sort of satisfaction, yeah, you know, it's... when a roofer looks up and sees the roof, that, the brand new roof that he's put on a house and. You know, all right, we're done. That yeah, but that good. roofer just wants to go home, crack a beer, yeah. and watch the game. And, yeah. and, he, and Jokic just wants to go home, <laughs> hug his kids, maybe crack a beer and, yeah. and watch the, the horses, you know? Get out to the stable. Yeah. And it's something about that is, uh, you know, admirable. It's his work-life balance we should all <laughs> strive <right>. for. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I obviously have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. We're in too. here during the Christmas break. <laughs> But I promise you after this show wraps up and the lights go down, JD turns the mics off. We're going to turn to each other and go, the job is done. We can go home now. So those are my four favorite quotes. I know I'm missing a ton of great ones. Uh, Let me know here in the stream team and uh, tweet at me at NoDunksInc or let us know in the YouTube comments uh, as well. It's NBA playoffs time and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house. That I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. 
Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. We might as well wrap up uh, our final podcast of the year, though, with some Tweet of the Night fun. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, silly one here to say goodbye to 2023. Uh, from the New York Post, at NY Post, uh, the Nets, Mikhail Bridges, admits he's eaten Chipotle every day for the last 10 years. It's oh too fire. Is he talking about his ass? Yeah. Yeah, how spicy does he like it? I don't know. I uh, I really should have clicked through and read the whole article. But, I did, you know, I saw this going around. He he admitted, like, he eats Chipotle every day for the last 10 years. That's that's something else. And Chipotle's good. Sure. I mean, I mean if you're going to eat a fast food every single day, yeah, it may as well be Chipotle. I saw people saying that, yeah. It's like, I mean, what else could you – like, I don't know, I guess Subway, you can sort of make healthy. I don't know if you truly can. Well, you talk <laughs> I mean, to none Matty of this o. is really healthy. Oh, what, what do we mean? Well, Matt. he would make an, uh, he, no bread. It would be, yes. you know, well, just it's lettuce. Not, it's not a sub if there's no bread. Well, I'm it's just my, saying, if you had to eat it every day. You just put it in lettuce. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just protein and That's veggies. a guy, so the, that guy, Matty o, the host of Is This Good, go check it out. Um... <laughs> He doesn't eat fruit because it's too sloppy, too juicy. Well, he would also say there's too much sugar in it. Oh, but that's not his reason. Yeah, he's he grossed out He doesn't dislike by it. fruit because it doesn't taste good. No. He, <laughs> he doesn't like to eat a peach or stuff because it's... It's, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross to him. But, if somebody eats a pear next to him, that's the biggest crime you can do. 
He's just grossed out by Can you it. imagine sitting next to somebody eating a 12-inch sub wrapped in lettuce? There's I've done no it. I've done bread? it next to wow. Matteo. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have seen Matteo at a food court in an airport put a bunch of lettuce on his head. Yeah, a cabbage. <laughs> was it cabbage? Was I think it was a cabbage. Yeah. I thought it was lettuce. Oh, it might have been lettuce. I don't he like, know. turned it into like a yum. A hat. Yeah, it looked like a hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> and um, why do we have a photo of it? Yeah, great question. He did it for a bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but okay, here's my question. If you had to eat, I guess, like a, I mean, it, Chipotle is fast food. It's like a step up from fast food. I, no, no. You think it's fast food? Yeah. I mean, it's fast. Is Subway fast food? Yeah, they're in the same ballpark. I mean, yeah. they're making it in front of you. Yeah. That's a big difference than. I Obviously guess. a Burger King or a McDonald's or something. Uh, okay, what what would you pick then if you had to eat it every day for 10 years? That's the bet. And could you? Uh, no, I couldn't. You couldn't? I don't I don't love Chipotle, to be honest. I would if I if I had to do it every day. Do I have to get the same thing every day? Is that, that's what you're saying? I, that, same order every day. I wonder, does he get the same order every day? He uh, must switch it up a he bit. Must. Yeah. Okay. I'm going steak burrito, no rice. Yeah, okay. Beans? Uh, black beans. Okay. Uh, actually, no. Uh, last time I got one, I got pinto beans, and it was delightful. Oh, so nice. I'm going pintos. Okay, you can switch up your beans from day to day. <laughs> I meant what other fast food place would you? Oh, what other yeah. fast food place? Yeah. Hmm, <sighs> great could, question. I could eat McDonald's. I could eat McDonald's. I, think I could we, eat nuggets every day. No Ultimately, problem. it would be McDonald's. Yeah, and fries, McDonald's, and... yeah. You know, switch up the drink from time to time. Yeah, give me a water every once in a while. <laughs> so, what would you? What's your order though? Nuggets too? Uh, I switch b- between nuggets and b- the Big Mac, the classic. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. McDonald. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people would pick Mickey D's. But yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear from a lot of people are grossed think. out by McDonald's. Oh yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not going to be Chick Fil A because it's all chicken. You know. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at this as the menu choices. <laughs> I guess, That's but I would. Subway's actually not bad. Yeah. You do have a lot of options. And it feels but people healthier. people hate Subway, too. Yeah. <laughs> it does I feel. Hate, I hate Subway. I uh, tweeted once, I'm convinced nobody eats Subway on the weekend. <laughs> and then I'm amazed it's open. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, I know this isn't true, but a lot of people were like, oh, they must do way more business during the week. Doesn't it just feel like you're right? Just feel like people go there way right. more during the week for lunch. Or yeah. Or like a maybe, yeah, quick dinner or something like a yeah. quick bite. And, and it, it definitely feels like the healthier choice, but I don't I don't think it necessarily is. No, it is. probably isn't. Yeah. I got into this argument with my son who is now working at a Panera Bread, which I've never been to. I've never, <laughs> never. <laughs> he works there and you've never been there? Yeah. I've dropped him off so there. Support him. But he was like. His, among his friends at school, they're like, Chick-fil-A is the worst place to work. And I'm like, are you insane? Like, it's the oh, probably the best place to work. But it if, must. But they say it's the worst because they must be, they're all on your ass. They're all, they up, run a tight ship. They run a tight ship. Yeah. Everything you say is scripted, like right up to the, the greeting and the, uh, and the have yeah, a, you whatever, have a good yeah, day playbook to follow. But isn't, if I'm in a fast food restaurant, I want that. I want the script. I do not want to improv. I do not want to be oh. like shooting this shit just willy nilly, which is encouraged at Panera. Apparently, it's like what, yeah, you, be it's yourself. Encouraged and... to talk to the customer. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> the rapport back and forth. Whereas Chick Fil A is it's extremely scripted, but that's what I want. 
I do not want to be myself right. at you this just restaurant. Be, you basically want to be a, just a Chick-fil-A robot. Tell me what to wear. Yeah. Tell me where to be and tell me what, what to do yeah. and tell me exactly what to say in every single scenario. Because – and also, people love Chick-fil-A. That's a – that's the other thing. Nobody yeah. complains at Chick-fil-A. They oh, love look, it. It's great. It's good food it's, for fast food. And yeah. where they separate themselves from everybody else, uh, besides from the shitty politics, um, is uh, is the service. Oh, it's great. Like, the difference is crazy. Yeah. Everywhere else. And, you know, speaking of the politics, yes, I fucking hate the politics, but you get every Sunday off. Ooh, Every you're Sunday, you're off. an employee there, yeah. Even yeah. A, even the one at the airport is closed on Sundays. Jeez, It'll, how much money are they leaving on the table? Oh, oh yeah, they don't God. care. They don't care. No. Okay, what's the best fast food place to work at? That's what this is pivoted into. <laughs> it ain't Panera Bread. It ain't Panera. I, I'm, now I'm racking my brain. I'm not sure I've ever been in a Panera Bread either. Yeah, I, oh, yeah never maybe been once in a pickle. <laughs> Do they have pickles? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. I, I feel like I've stepped into it, but maybe walked right back. Out. Hey, right. I don't like the vibe here. I'm going to Subway. Yeah. Like, you ever been in a Quiznos? Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't care for Quiznos. Uh, nah. Did you ever go to a Mr. Sub in Canada? I was raised on oh, Mr. Sub. That was a dirty sub. sub. That's a dirty but sub. But it was a good sub. Very, yeah. Do you like, ever been to a Mike's? Yeah, yeah. Here? Mike's yeah. was good. Yeah, okay. Jer- uh, Jersey Mike's, right? Jersey Mike's. Yeah, Jersey. yeah. I didn't know where he was from. I'm like, hold on. Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call it there. Mikhail Bridges, do you, man? Some people are going to be upset by that. No, no, no. You like it? Run with it. And look, it's turning you into a borderline all-star here, all this Chipotle. Apparently, he has a card. Like, he has like a... I don't know if it's a card he made himself and just... It's like a gift card he p- keeps putting money on or something. Oh, uh, okay. But he has like a custom Mikhail Bridges Chipotle card. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Oh I can't God. believe they're charging the guy after this yeah, tweet. Yeah, like, after you're right, you're right. How much business have we sent Chipotle? We're talking Chipotle for ten minutes now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Guys, thanks to everybody who watched and listened to No Dunks this entire year. Thanks to uh, all the great guests we've had on. Thanks to JD for making the magic happen for ninety nine percent of these shows. <laughs> Otherwise, our guy Esh, yep. our guy Jerome. Yep. Everybody at The Athletic for helping us make this pod. We're really, uh, truly appreciative that we get to do this for a living. Uh, We will be back in the Classic Factory, everybody, on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, New Year's Eve is on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Most people get uh, Monday off there, January 1st. Well, we'll be back here on Tuesday. So until then, Clipper Bros.